0: Right or wrong, depending on Sunday's result, it could be used as a referendum on Bryce Young and the entire Carolina Panthers organization. I'll tell you why right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our battle here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free over on YouTube. Or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and be sure to follow me, Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council. Where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me for tomorrow's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Carolina Panthers come off of their bye week at 0-6. They'll be facing off against the Houston Texans, who also are coming off of a bye at 3-3. and Sunday's game is an important matchup. You would wonder why would that be the case? The Panthers are 0-6, and they're not going to go to the playoffs. Many people are hoping to see the Panthers trade some valuable assets for some valuable assets, that being players for picks in the upcoming draft in 2024, while others have moved on to farmer's market season and pretending that the Carolina Panthers do not exist. But it is an important game because it's all about narratives. Narratives are at play on Sunday afternoon, depending on the result against the Houston Texans. Right, wrong, or indifferent, this week could be a referendum on Bryce Young, David Tepper, Frank Reich, Scott Fitterer, and the entire Carolina Panthers organization, depending on how things go at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time against the Houston Texans at Bank of America Stadium on Sunday. Bryce Young will forever be linked with Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, and to a lesser extent, Will Levis, dating back to that 2023 NFL draft class. Those are the four top quarterbacks that everyone talked about leading up to draft night there back in April. The Carolina Panthers and their traveling band went to Tuscaloosa, they went to Columbus, they went to Lexington, they went to Gainesville to find out which of those four quarterbacks was worthy of the number one overall pick. And at the end of the day, they decided that it was Bryce Young. Frank Reichen speaking to the media on Monday said, I thought the whole quarterback draft class was really great. I really enjoyed diving into each of one of them. I thought that they were all good players. We just thought that Bryce was the best. I just thought that Bryce was the best to correct himself at the end. As he said originally, we thought that Bryce was the best. But to let everyone know, he also thought that Bryce Young was the best. And he said it back on draft night. He's been the best player on the best team forever. And he felt like this was the right guy for the Carolina Panthers. But let's all be honest here. If the Carolina Panthers lose on Sunday, and looking at the performances of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, a lot of people are going to use that as evidence and proof that the Carolina Panthers made the wrong decision. Now, who are the Carolina Panthers? Is it... David Tepper made the wrong decision as Rich Eisen and Stephen Holder have come out and said that it's an open secret in the league that that's who he wanted. Is it Scott Fitterer, who a lot of fans want to be fired? Did he make the wrong decision? Did Frank Reich, who was linked to having a taller physical quarterback like a CJ Stroud, but did he change his mind? Is it on him? Is he the Carolina Panthers making that decision or is it all? Everyone in totality, the collaboration, is it all of them who were wrong In their assessment if the Carolina Panthers lose the game on Sunday. I would say no. I think it's way too early to be having these conversations, but I'm just going to go ahead and get out in front of it because I know these are the conversations that are going to be had following the game on Sunday, whether the Carolina Panthers win or whether the Carolina Panthers lose. These are the conversations that people are going to have, that you're going to have, and that I may end up having to have with you again. And for my sanity, I'm praying. That Bryce Young has a great day and that the Panthers win just so we can talk about a winning team for once. Now, they'll still be a bad team, but they would at least have won a football game. I would like to be able to do that on Sunday afternoon with you. But if he doesn't, well, prepare yourselves for battle. because There's going to be a lot of people on social media, out at the local Harris Theater, wherever you might talk about these games, talking about, man, the Carolina Panthers, they got that one wrong. And really, when I think about it, It's not necessarily like a referendum on Bryce Young. Still a long way to go for Bryce in his career. The Carolina Panthers, really Bryce, has three years to prove that he's the guy. Now Frank Reich and coaching staff, if things continue to go the way they're headed, he might not even have three months left to prove that he can help turn Bryce into a franchise quarterback. Scott Fitter might not even have three weeks or even three days remaining left here in Carolina depending on how things go On Sunday, but really when you look at it, the open secret, it's that David Tepper wanted Bryce Young. The referendum could be on David Tepper and his ownership here in Carolina. Since taking over, the Panthers have not gone to the playoffs. They have not had a winning record. They have not been very competitive. Now you look at the first two years when Cam and his body fell apart there in 2018 after a 6-2 start. Maybe don't put that on David Tepper, of course. Then Ron Rivera being fired four weeks left to go in 2019 season. Tepper decided to keep Ron Rivera there in Carolina, knowing that, hey, I want to work on the business side of things. Let me wait and see how the football side of things go. I understand the quarterback last year had an injury, and that played a major role in the second-half collapse. But then there was another collapse in 2019. The quarterback, Cam Newton, was out again, so let's turn things around. Let's rebrand in a way. Let's get rid of keep pounding for whatever reason, and let's bring in Matt Rule, And we all saw how that worked out. So really, the last three years plus since David Tepper decided that this is how I want to run things operationally with the football side of the business of the Carolina Panthers, it has gone terribly wrong. And it's not a surprise at all when you hear the reports that David Tepper was heavily involved and influenced, whether it was a large influence or small influence, the decision to get Bryce Young at number one overall, but really just to trade up, to be in position to control the draft and to be the talk of the NFL for those 30-plus days leading up to April. So for me, this is probably more of a referendum on David Tepper if it's going to be a referendum on anyone. Because remember, when David Tepper was infatuated Ben Johnson, and the reports are coming out that Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, was the favorite for the Panthers' job. And I asked, how is that possible if he hasn't even interviewed for the job yet? Then I texted somebody who would understand the goings-on in the NFL coaching search, and he said, you know why. It's the exact same reason why D'Amico Ryans wants nothing to do with this job. Who coached the Houston Texans right now? D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans did not interview for this job, Mike Kay, who we had on yesterday's show, he came out and said logistics uh, are cited for the reasoning. Uh, both parties could circle back later in the process. They never circled back, and logistics were never the reason. And that's not me saying that Mike's reporting's wrong. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest here. David Zepper wanted an offensive coach. What did he hire, an offensive coach? If he wanted a defensive coach, he could have kept Steve Wilkes. It would not make any sense at all for him to not get Give Steve Wilkes a job, then go out there and hire D'Amico Ryans or Jonathan Gannon or any other defensive coach out there. He wanted an offensive coach. And at first glance, he wanted a young offensive coach. That has been the trend in the NFL. So he was infatuated with the idea of, of getting Ben Johnson to Carolina. That D'Amico Ryans, who's done really good so far and helped the 49ers get to the NFC Championship game last year, wanted no and had no interest in this job. So David Tepper... Right now, the head coach he has, things aren't going great. And the quarterback for the team, coached by the head coach, that he could have had, is doing pretty well. And that's not to say that Bryce Young is not going to end up being better, that Bryce Young can't turn things around and be a good player. And I've talked about there's so many things around Bryce Young that are messed up for this season that I don't even know how much you can really blame Bryce Young. But just understand that it's Tepper. The Carolina Panthers, at this point... Or David Tepper's team. The problem with the Carolina Panthers are David Tepper. Is David Tepper, rather. So when I think about the referendum, potentially, when it comes off of Sunday's game, if it's a negative result, primarily, it's on David Tepper and his ownership and all the wrong decisions that he's made. Now, is Bryce Young a wrong decision? Too early to know. Was not hiring to make Ryans a wrong decision? Too early to know. But still... Those are questions that are going to be asked and questions that eventually are going to need answers. So we'll see how things work out on Sunday. But it's a, a little bit more important game than you would have thought. Next week would have also been the case had Anthony Richardson not been out for the rest of the season because of a shoulder injury. But thank God we're we'll have to have that conversation. But as far as Sunday coming up, Stroud, Ryan's Texans coming to town against an 0-6 Panthers team. And a lot of people upset about how things have gone. yeah. Strong potential that that game will be used as a referendum on Bryce Young, David Tepper, Frank Reich, Scott Fitter, and the entirety of the Carolina Panthers organization. We'll see how it works out on Sunday afternoon. Now, Frank Reich met with the media on Monday following the Carolina Panthers bye week, giving somewhat of an update on some injury questions that we had. And also talking about the transition to Thomas Brown as the play caller heading into this week eight matchup against the Texans. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free it's so easy to create a free job post on linkedin jobs and when you do Be sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash so on NFL to post your job for free. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have, winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills on Price Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Price picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. It's that easy. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PricePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PricePix.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePix.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. frank reich the head coach of the carolina panthers your carolina panthers for now spoke to the media on monday as he always does whether there's a game or not typically i say on mondays well hey frank reich he um spoke to the media because he does it after every single game well apparently uh, then I didn't have to play a game from his speak to the media on Mondays as he sat down and gave us some updates. Not really. Didn't really want to answer anything. And that's the thing about these things. On Mondays, typically it's the day after he's breaking down the film and what he saw. Because Frank Reich is I He's not necessarily one of those coaches that says I have to watch the film first. I hate those guys. Just just be honest. You saw what happened. There's some things you need to go back and film and watch. I understand that, especially if it's like an interception, you can answer. You can be like, okay, I need to really look at how things were, with the routes were run, the read, and I can give you a better understanding. But when it's pretty blatant, like a decision that you made on a fourth down or a third down, and you decided to punt or not go for it or go for it, well, just say why you didn't do that you don't have to say you have to watch the film so frank reich's not necessarily one of those guys but he is someone who isn't really willing to answer certain questions until you get to wednesday and understand this like ron rivera because rivera did this a lot frank reich stays willfully ignorant when it comes to the injury report he tries to not speak to the medical team Until afterwards, so he doesn't have to sit up there and lie to you. And also understands that Tuesday's the day off. You got Mondays for the scans. They might do it in the morning, but he's not going to really learn learn about that until afterwards. And then on Wednesday, once they have to put out the actual injury report, that's the first time where he really has to address it. So if you don't have to address it by rule, then why would you address it? Just understand that. So anytime he's asked about injuries on a Monday, unless it's like, okay, this guy's done for the year, like with with Shaq, he's just not going to answer those questions. until Wednesday when the official injury report comes out for that week, and he has to answer those questions. So all that being said, we did get an update, in quotes, if you're not watching here on YouTube, about Austin Corbett and his return. He was asked by Mike K. hey, Austin Corbett's gotta be active by Wednesday or he's out for the rest of the season, is that going to be the case? Will he be active and ready to go as a starting right guard on Sunday? And Frank Wright came out and said that he had a good week last week. They're only in there until Wednesday, and he made really good progress And that they'll make a decision later on in the week. So on Wednesday, tomorrow, that's when they'll make a decision when they will activate Austin Corbett. It makes absolutely no sense unless there is a setback, which there has been no reports of that. He's making good progress. He will be active. He will start on Sunday at right. Well, maybe he he might not start, actually. There's a possibility that they activate him and that he does not play on Sunday. But my expectation is that he's going to be active and he's going to play on Sunday as the Carolina Panthers starting right guard. There's also questions about the health status of J.C. Horn and Von Bell and everyone else that's been injured. And as far as J.C. goes... Frank Reich said, I want to wait until Wednesday to make any sort of announcements. Um, hadn't had a medical meeting yet with the, the team. So we'll find out on Wednesday. So tomorrow, what the deal is with those guys, really, if you're thinking about it, I would expect Austin Corbett to play on Sunday. I think there's probably a good chance that we get to see Von Bell and Xavier Woods just based off of the reporting leading into the buy and the fact that the Carolina Panthers did not put Xavier Woods on IR, I don't even know the severity of Von Bell's injury, but Woods was in place on IR because they felt like they could get him back for this week. And well, Houston Texans' week's here, so let's see. And there's been no update on Marquise Haynes, who is already on pace in his half the season oh, with that back injury that has plagued him since the beginning of training camp. So maybe we'll hear about that, but that's the injury report so far. And going into the bye week, Frank Reich talked about it's a great time to self-scout. He said on Monday after six games, you have a good sample size. It's more about small incremental changes in all three phases instead of some massive change, which should be kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people out there thinking, okay, going to go in the bye week. They're going to change everything. You can't change the offense. The offense is the offense. The defensive scheme is not going to change a ton of other things that they do procedurally are really not going to change. Now they can try and tweak it. And they've said that they've been close. And I do feel like they've been close to the point where two and four would have made sense over zero oh and six, but they're zero oh and six and not two and four. So it doesn't really matter. They need to do something that's going to fix it. And that's something hopefully for a lot of people who are living in this world that the Panthers offense is all of a sudden going to be great is Thomas Brown. I don't think, well, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. There are people who are probably doing that. But I think our fans are smart enough to understand that the offense stinks and that it could maybe not stink or just stink less with Thomas Brown calling to plays and Bryce Young becoming more comfortable and potentially new playmakers emerging because of the comfort level that Bryce Young has in the offense and the offense maybe being a little bit less predictable than it was in the first six games. Of the season, so Thomas Brown, who is transitioning now over into the play caller here in Carolina, he's already OC. Now he's really the OC because it was really a title alone. Uh, but Frank Reich talked about that—that um, that every day he feels great about it. That Thomas Brown is ready. Uh, there will still be a lot of collaboration, and but here's important to know that Thomas Brown will be in charge, that he'll be wearing the headset, he'll be the one calling the plays, he'll be making the decisions, there will not be a lot of talking to his headset, hey, Thomas, you got to do this, you got to do that. There can be the occasional suggestions, but it's Thomas Brown's show to run and that he will not be micromanaged, because Frank Reich himself is already being micromanaged by the owner, so you don't want to do that to the, your one of your uh, coaches when you're talking about how, Awful it is to be micromanaged in the situation he's undergoing right now as the Carolina Panthers hit 0-6. But the game planning process will still stay the same. And you would expect that Frank Reich would be involved in the game planning, that the entire offensive coaching staff would be. They're going to always have a meeting every week going over the game plan. Instead of Frank Reich leading the discussion, if I imagine that's been the case, he'll now be Thomas Brown leading the discussion and everyone else chiming in and letting them know, hey, Sean Jefferson, wide receiver. How's it looking with the depth chart? Who can help us out? James Camp and offensive line. What does it look like? Are we going to get Corbett back this week? Talking to all the position coaches, talking to Frank Reich. That now will be Thomas Brown's role moving forward. And that, again, is the right decision. The only thing that matters this season is, well, win a couple games. But really, the development of Bryce Young and Thomas Brown developing as a play caller. And being the leader of this offense in the Carolina Panthers building towards a better future in 2024. So with that, again, you need to have Thomas Brown in that seat, communicating with Bryce, getting Bryce to the point where he needs to be heading into next year in 2024 and winning some games along the way would be great. Miles Sanders been on injury report the last three uh weeks, two with a groin last week, missed with a shoulder. Um, continue to make progress again I'm one of those things, not gonna find out until Wednesday. But Frank Reich did say you're gonna make they want to make it into a um Kind of a bike committee approach, which I've been telling him that, and a lot of y'all have been saying it. You guys are usually early on this to me. I try to be a little bit more patient <laughs> instead of coming out immediately like, "Oh, you got to change it." Like I'm not. I don't like to do the knee jerk uh, reaction. But clearly, Sanders ain't right physically. Chuba Hubbard has looked better this season. Time to give Chuba an opportunity to be able to make some moves with the Carolina Panthers as far as starting running back and really the primary option there until Sanders gets back to any sort of health and it's tough to do that because you're really not healthy once the season starts like the healthiest you are is during training camp and you're going to get those nicks and bruises around the way or along the way and just trying to maintain and Miles Sanders has kind of been behind the eight ball since August and that's not a great situation to be in uh, especially not the season started and clearly he has not been um, his best self Uh, trade deadline coming up next Tuesday that is of course a thought that uh, everyone has top of their mind with the Carolina Panthers is going to do. Uh, Frank Reich said he has not been a part of um, many places with a lot of activity around a trade deadline in the past. And he thinks that decisions that will be made will be made based off of information that's been collected over, you know, months, not just a knee jerk. Hey, we're 0 and six. Let's go out there and trade somebody. But, you know, the Carolina Panthers love to do those knee jerk trades. So we'll see if that really is the case. I don't think he understands the kind of people he's dealing with and the people I mean, or David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner. So we'll see how that works out as we'll talk about that more leading up to next Tuesday. A little bit of that was at the tail end of yesterday's show with Mike Kay. So go back and listen to that to get Mike's thoughts on what the Carolina Panthers potentially could do. And what could the Panthers do? We can talk a little bit more about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind. With your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L O C K E D O N N. for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NFL trade deadline is one week away. The Carolina Panthers are considered to be sellers at the deadline as they sit at 0-6. That was the case last year, and the Carolina Panthers made two very obvious trades, trading away Christian McCaffrey in order to use some of that to move up to number one or up, just get a quarterback. And they did that using that second round pick that they got from San Francisco in last year's draft, or really last spring's draft to move up to get Bryce Young, And then using two of those picks to draft a 25 year old project at edge rusher and DJ Johnson. And then they traded Robbie Anderson, which <laughs> great deal. We can talk about all the deals that Scott fitter has been asked to do or has decided to do himself. And, well, that was probably his finest work, as Robbie Chosen now was inactive on Sunday night against uh, when the Dolphins were playing in Philadelphia and barely played in the Dolphins' 42-21 to win against Carolina Panthers the last time the Panthers were out there on the field in week six. So we'll see how things work out as far as the deadline goes. As of right now, the only Carolina Panther that we know is officially on the trade block is Terrace Marshall Jr. who came out and said, "Hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Y'all forgot to play me after I had a career day where it's nine receptions for like fifty yards was just it's just disgusting. Um, you got to do way more of it." But moving on, he decided that he doesn't want to be here, but he's welcome to stay if no team is willing to send the right compensation for the former second round pick in the twenty twenty one draft. And I had a listener uh, hit me up on Twitter at Julian Council uh, via my DMs and. He had brought up the fact that, I guess I had said this back in the spring, that when the Carolina Panthers decided to draft Jonathan Mingo, that they pretty much, the coaching staff, was moving on from Terrace Marshall. That they decided the guys that they wanted were Adam Thielen, who's a leading receiver, DJ Chark, and Jonathan Mingo. That they weren't totally interested in Shai Smith, who's not on the team. And Terrace Marshall, who has had a reduced role. And in LaVisca Chenault, who has been... Use sometimes, but then not use. It's kind of weird what exactly they want to do with him. But they had their top three guys in the holdovers. They really weren't that interested in those guys. So I completely forgot about saying that, but apparently I did say this. thank you for the reminder. But yeah, like that's where we're sitting here. If the Carolina Panthers lose Terrace Marshall, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Dude doesn't get off press. He's struggled to stay healthy, and he has made a minimal impact. And had Steve Wilkes returned, maybe he's – number two wide receiver here in Carolina. Um, But Steve Wilkes is not here in Carolina. So that is not the case as this new coaching staff looked at the other options and preferred those over Terrace Marshall. So if Terrace Marshall leaves, I wish him the best. If he stays, I hope it turns around for him. But there's little reason to believe that will be the case here in Carolina. So TBD on what happens there with Terrace Marshall. If we're talking about the obvious thing the Carolina Panthers could do, if they really want to have a first-round pick, um, even though they keep trading away their first-round pick drafted players um, who are actually good um, just so they can get draft picks to move up for a quarterback and then also get a 25-year-old edge rusher, if they want to continue to do that, then, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Get a first-round pick. Have them play well for a couple years. Don't pay them. And then trade them away so that you can do, I mean, waste your picks on mid-round guys that give you absolutely nothing. Because that's really what the story's been. So I understand. Hey, you got to get a first-round pick because that keeps fans hope. And really, at this point in time, like if the Panthers are zero six, you think, okay, we, at least we can get the number one pick. They can get they got the number one pick. They can get Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that would be the thought process. But because they don't have a first-round pick, then the fan base doesn't have something to put their hopes in. Even though they could put their hope in the quarterback Bryce Young and his development, but instead it's like, all right, let's look towards the draft because the draft is totally yielded so many great players for the Carolina Panthers the last couple years. You can hear the sarcasm in my voice. Like, they have done so bad drafting, I don't even know how anyone could be like, yeah, trade players for draft picks, because that's totally going to work. It's not working. So, But yeah, hey, maybe just because it hasn't doesn't mean it can't. And then that leads to a bigger question of, should Bitter be here? But then there's also the talk of, well, are all these decisions on Scott Fitterer, or is it the owner who's taking over the war room, a la Dan Snyder, or is it a defensive coordinator who really likes the 25-year-old edge rushing prospect? Um, is is it that, or I don't know. So we'll see. But the Panthers will make trades. I think Dante Jackson would make a lot of sense for the Carolina Panthers to part ways of him. Justin Houston, which was brought up on the weekly Wednesday Mailbag last week, that would make sense. Terrace Marshall, obviously, considering he doesn't want to be here anymore, that would make sense. And yeah, sure, if you want to trade away Brian Burns and then have a tough time finding a player who will be as good or better than him, Good luck. Go ahead. Do that. Get a first-round pick. Make people feel good. But it won't change anything because the Panthers suck at drafting. So, yeah, there's just a dose of reality for you. And a little bit of negativity that I now feel sort of bad saying. But it's the truth. All right. it's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Hosted by yours truly. Truly in council. Again, y'all. Uh, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council because tomorrow i'll be back to answer your weekly wednesday mailbag questions how do you get those questions into me well you can either at me or dm me but of course follow first over on twitter at julian council and i'll be back to answer all of the questions that y'all have go ahead get them in i know it's bye week last week get the questions in now don't mess around but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to you of course on wednesday